folks. Welcome to the podcast of the Red River Rising. I'm so glad you decided to join us today. Uh, I'm Pastor Mike, along with my, my, my buddy, my good friend, my colleague, uh, brother Rick Salcedo, and, and author, I should say, uh, as well, but joins me today. And uh, so glad that you're here. We're actually going to get in and continue on with a, a series that we've been uh, talking about, which is a time to submit and a time to resist. And uh, Rick, I'm, I'm going to give you an opportunity here. Kind of catch us up. You know, our last several podcasts, we've been focusing on one topic, and I think mm. we're going to transition today. But, but bring us up to speed, if you would. Yeah, we've been talking about submitting, and when you're when your leaders are walking according to God's ways, mm-hmm. now they don't necessarily have to be saved Christians, right? But if as long as they're they're uh, abiding by God's precepts of you know uh, living living right and doing well and being in your leadership position to take care of the people mm-hmm. under your charge, uh, then then we should submit to them, right? It's a contract. If they're there to look out for our welfare, then we need to submit to them and and honor them as our leaders. Yeah. And um, morality, as long as they got some morality in yeah. there with it, right? Yeah. 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 And um, now, if they don't, if they if they if they don't recognize God as the ultimate authority, and that they will one day be judged for how they. Uh, did their duties in their leadership positions and they're not looking out for the welfare of the people if they're there for their own selfish enrichment right then they forfeit the people's submission sure they don't have under you know according to god the people don't have to submit to them anymore yeah which leads us to our next topic in the matter is resistance yes sir so you know when is it a time to resist and then if it, if it is a time to resist how do you resist yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that today. That's perfect. That's perfect. And, and you know, it's a, I think it's a pretty valid question too, because uh, you don't want to be just rebellious um, at any particular stage or whenever you just kind of feel like it, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about some clear defining lines here of when God says it's time for us to 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 now resist against yeah. you know the tyranny that, that may be there. But yeah, that, if God's not in it, then your labor in vain. That's right. You know, and you might be successful in. In establishing a new authority, mm-hmm. but if God's not in it, then it's just going to eventually crumble. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, get us, get us started here then, on the resistance okay. piece here. Well, our first verse is going to be Proverbs twenty nine, uh, verse two, and it says, "When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice; but when a wicked man rules, the people groan." We've been groaning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so, when the righteous people rule, they uh, we should submit. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, these are people, and, and I take this not just to be uh, godly people or people that have embraced God. Right. You know, I take this to be people who, like you said, live a moral life yeah. according to the, to the godly Christian morals. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then in Romans 7, verse 8, it says, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. Or it says, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can it be. So when you've got carnal people in power instead of righteous people, um, it's a bad situation. Right. Okay. And I, I think we see a lot of that today. Yeah, we see, I think, we see power and authority and position becoming their God in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore, they starve and want more and more and more of it. So mm-hmm. you're talking about they're wanting to please their flesh and their carnal minds with this. Um, they don't really care 
who'd they step on at times to make it happen? Right. Or and and matter of fact, and they'll sell it as one thing, uh, but deliver an, another. Right. They sell they sell themselves and their policies as righteous. Right. But once they're in power, they're there to enrich themselves. That's right. And I think it's really come to light yes. how, you know, our taxpayer money, you know, the, the government is just spending and spending and spending. Yes. It's, and it's money that comes out of our pocket. That's right. I mean, they don't we do the anything that they don't provide a good or a service that earns money. That's they right. They tax the people. That's right. So it's coming out of our pockets. And then they do these vast spending bills with little to no accountability. And then a lot of it gets funneled back to them in their own pockets. Or they abuse their position. Um, like the biggest thing on Twitter right now, or I've seen a lot of it, is where a prominent member of Congress, that person's spouse, bought a lot of stock in a certain company, right. which is going to receive a lot of money from the government. You know, a vote on that's Imagine coming that. up, yeah, and which is going to make their stock prices go go up. So you know, just by chance, right? You know, Legalize insider trading, yeah. Yeah, that's it's right. basically what it is. That's so, exactly right. so they're abusing their position. They're abusing the system that is in place to take care of we, the people, and they're doing it to enrich themselves. Yeah, you're exactly right. It yeah. reminds me, and I'm not a historian, but you know, I, I, from what I've read, you know, it reminds me of the Roman times. If you look back at Jesus' time, where these taxations were out of control, they were taxing mm-hmm. people to death, mm-hmm. and the money was going to the Roman government and, and building up their empire and lining the pockets of Caesar's. Instead of actually doing stuff that were for the people. Now, in that rule, we see the same thing. And I hate to, and maybe I'm off base. And if I am, Rick, correct me, okay? But, you know, um, now I'm, I'm just going to tell you. So the, the president that we have right now um, wasn't my choice. Um, I didn't vote for him. However, I'm still under the authority of the position that he sits in, right? But he's not looking out for me. <laughs> you talked about that with, the, you know, he, all these things he's raising up. Now, I may be his special interest groups that, you know, he, he's he's catering to or, or yielding to, but uh, to to some of us who who, who want to continue to practice our religious freedoms, you know, he, he's got nothing in mind for us, and, and not mm-hmm. just him. And I say it's it's really it's that, it's it's a, a, a train of thought of administration. Mm-hmm. That's just true. I mean, I, that's that, that that's just the way it is. Yeah. There. So, and, and you can't even pin it on one political party. No, that's exactly right. It's a uniparty. Absolutely. And you've got bad actors on both sides. Both sides. That's right. And you've got a few good actors on one side and a little more good actors on the other side. But by and large, the majority of both parties are just up there for themselves. Yeah. And for, you know, for global elitists. Yeah. You know, they're puppets of global elitists. Yeah. And they do it so that they themselves and their families can enrich, can enrich. I agree. So what it really comes down to is the time of decision of who you vote for, or who you want to put in office. You almost have to take it down to what is a key stance then, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of time because you're almost voting for the lesser of two evils. Right. Right. But I have yeah. to look at them and say, you know, and I'll tell you for, for me, uh, a clear and defining one and Roe versus Wade was just overturned. So I'll bring this up, you know, is abortion. Uh, if there's a, a party that is pro abortion, then I'm anti them, you know, it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Even if there are other policies may be online, um, you know, decent, I guess, you know, but if you're for something like that, I can't vote for that. It's just, mm-hmm. I just can't. Or, or if it was something that clearly defies the word of God, mm-hmm. then they can't be a contender for me to vote for. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. And a lot of, uh, the Democrat party is really 
Absolutely. Uh, opposes Christian values and morality. Sure. Yeah. Really- and, and you got to, but you got to be careful. As we mentioned before, you got some people in the Republican party though, that say that they're for it, mm. but when push comes to shove, they, they, they fold. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, ever since the last presidential presidential election, the Republican party has been very silent Oh yeah, on a lot of inconsistencies. And, uh, you know, it really convinces me that they were complacent in it. Absolutely. You know, they weren't in it for their party to win. They were in it to get rid of an outsider, you know, uh, that threatened their sure their game of corruption. That's exactly right. Because, uh, you know, their pockets are lying, too. It mm-hmm. runs deep. The swamp, as he, yeah. as he called it, which mm-hmm. I do believe. That was a yeah. good, good analogy for him. Yeah. Anyway, let's continue on, Rick. Okay. So it's dangerous when carnal people hold positions of power. And I think that's predominantly the case, at definitely at our federal level. Right. And in a lot of states at the state level, you I know, think I, that's true, too. I didn't even say down the county level. I've seen some zoning uh, committees and boards where it really comes down to somebody's lining somebody's pocket to make something happen right here in our own backyard. Mm. That's why I think it is important for you to know who your candidates are and be involved in your local community. And we're, we're coming up on election for uh, school boards. Mm. Now, this is a pretty this is a big deal for I've got children in school. So this is a big deal for me. I'm telling you, I've been picking up my phone this week, calling offices, emailing. I want to know what is it that you stand for? Mm-hmm. What do you stand for to teach my children when they go to this public school? Are you for this or against this? Now, I'm going to tell you, and I think I've cut, reached out to three. You know how many replies I've gotten? Zero. Zero. So Zero. You, you get a voicemail? Nothing. Uh, yeah, yeah. You call and leave a message, right? Yeah. But Or, but, or I'll send an email. But no return phone call. Uh-huh. No return on my email. Nothing. Wow. And are these the incumbents? Yes, they are the incumbents. Have you reached out to any non-incumbents? Not yet, but it's still on my to-do list, right? Yeah. I've got a little bit of time here before we get to the fourth. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but, you know, as a push comes to shove with it, you know, these are, these are local elections that really matter to everyday living for mm-hmm. us, you know. Yeah. Um, it's not just the presidency. That, that affects us as a global, but right here in our own backyard. So I encourage you to get to know these people. Put them on the spot. Ask yeah. When you ask your pastor a question, yeah. If he stood up there and said something that you just thought was absolutely wrong, or maybe you didn't know what the stance of with the church, would you not go to him and say, hey, do you believe this or do you believe that? Mm. You know, we do the same thing with our politicians. Yeah. Yeah. But be respectful. Oh, absolutely. Be respectful. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, think far too often, a lot of times when someone becomes an incumbent and if they've been in there for a while, they just take it for granted. Oh, they're, they're going to get reelected. re-elected. Yeah. yeah. You know, so they don't. They don't want you to, you know, they, the fact that they haven't replied back to you, either they don't want you to know what their agenda is, mm-hmm. or they just don't think you're that important. Their time is too busy. More than, more than likely, I would think that that would you know. be the case, right? Yeah. I've got bigger fish to fry right now than, mm-hmm. than And who knows how many they get a day? No, no, let's just stop. Well, at the local level, I can't imagine too many. I wouldn't think so either. But, you know, I I try to give the, you know, I really do. I try to give that benefit of the doubt with Mm -hmm. them too. But anyway, anyway, sorry, I keep holding you up there, Rick. Continue on, brother. Okay. So uh, Proverbs 28 verse 15 says, like a roaring lion and a charging bear is a wicked ruler over poor people. Uh, And then Proverbs 17, 15 says, acquitting the guilty and condemning the innocent. Both are detestable to the Lord. And uh, so when wicked people rule over your average citizen, um, it's not a good situation. They get trampled on and devoured. Because both of these, a roaring lion and a charging, both of those are predatory 
Right. Carnivores, you know, they, they grab and tear their prey to pieces. Yes, sir. And so that's kind of what they do to the wicked, to the yes. poor people who, who can't really, don't have the apparatus to fight back. Mm-hmm. You know, the legal apparatus to, to push back. Yes, sir. You know, they're subject to the, uh, the leadership. Um, now, Proverbs seventeen fifteen. I think we see a lot of that going on now, especially at the national level. You know, where you have scant evidence of, you know, you've got one party in power. And there's a lot of evidence of a lot of their key players having committed crimes. Right. But it's all covered up. You know, it's it's all, it's either ignored or it's acquitted one way or another. Or, you know, if somebody contests something, it's administratively dismissed from court. Right. So they don't have to look at the evidence, <laughs> you know. And, and you see that a lot of that going on for powerful members of the party that's in power. Now, people who are of the you know uh, populist movement, yeah, um, and you know supporting candidates that were outsiders and are outsiders, mm-hmm. we see a lot of them getting raided by the FBI at four in the morning based on scant evidence or made up evidence. You know, so we're seeing this, this verse is playing out in our country sure. right now. You know, the guilty is, they're getting off mm-hmm. and the, and uh, the innocent are being condemned. Now, all these are signs, right? Now, all these things that we're talking about, all these verses that we've gone through, these are all signs of when we ought to be trigger signs mm-hmm. for us to look to say that things are not going according to God, right? right. Yeah. So that's what that's what we're really looking at. All these ought to be uh, red flags is what mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at to say that, hey, maybe it's a time now to change our, our frame of thought here, right, Right. on what we're doing. Is that, Am I correct? Yeah. We're going through this, right? Yeah. Because if somebody says, well, they're, you know, you're supposed to submit to the your government. Well, our, our comeback to that is, well, our government's supposed to be, you know, uh, doing, you know, exercising their authority on our best behalf and they're not doing that that's right you know so so yeah these are all red flags that tell us you know maybe we're in a time where we have to resist rather than submit yeah yeah and um it's really interesting i was watching the news today and there's a individual that was a member of the past president trump's cabinet okay and they wanted him to testify before a committee and president trump invoked uh executive privilege so that this, you know, this guy said, well, the president's invoking executive privilege. I can't, you know, I can't come and, and answer your questions. Mm. Well, now he's on trial for contempt of Congress. <laughs> and the judge oversee, and, and it's being held in Washington, D.C., of course, which is like 98 percent right. liberal and Democrat. Right. So he's not going to get a jury of his peers. Right. You know. And uh, the judge has even ruled that you can't you can't submit submit this in your defense. You can't submit that in your defense. You can't submit the fact that the president invoked wow. um, executive privilege. So what he's got nothing to defend himself with. Yeah, you know that's yeah. like that's like you know a person robbing or a bank gets robbed, and then some person that was at the grocery store minding his own business during the bank robbery gets arrested, right. and the judge says you can't use that sell you know you can't use that sales receipt showing you were paying for your groceries yeah. at the time of the bank robbery you can't use the surveillance tape from the grocery store showing that you went in and, and were there the whole time okay you're going to have to prove your innocence some some other way yeah that's the same kind of you know kangaroo court justice that we see going on in our country right now yes sir yes sir 
Unreal. Yep. Unreal. It is. And that's why I think, you know, there are times where wickedness gets really bad and then God steps in. Yeah. God moves. And I think we're, we're at that precipice yeah. of that yeah. right now. I would agree. And, and it's a testimony to God's patience. Mm-hmm. You know, I think God's at a point where he's just fed up with all the corruption and the lies and the, and the baloney. But look how long it's been going on. Right. Isn't that a testament of his patience? Well, it is, you know, but you also got to remember, you know, God is also outside of time. So it's not like he's sitting there being tormented by the ticking clock, mm-hmm. you know. Like we are. Like we are. That's <laughs> right. That's right. So he's actually outside. And that's yeah. why I say everything, we say that all the time in God's timing and God's timing. But it's really, I don't think it's God's timing as much as it is God's placement. So if God is outside of time, time is irrelevant for him, but he does make things. And I've I said this before. He's like, an, he's like the maestro of an, of an orchestra. And so he cues things that are happening in sequence to be done. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the clarinets sit quietly. It isn't about a timing. It's just that when this, the, the horns are finished, then the clarinets pick up their first no, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So when I, I hate to think about timing because timing always relates to like having to wait or something else. But really what it is, is we're just our position in the order of things and God doing things in a position of order of things. Mm-hmm. So all these things are going on. He didn't get caught off guard. He right. knew that these were going to happen. You know, yeah. this, this, this isn't a surprise to God. And he said him there going, now, what do I need to do now? Like it's a game of chess. Mm-hmm. He, he knows everything. Yeah. So really all he's going is, I, I'm, I've got you. I've got it covered. Mm-hmm. This has to happen before this has to happen. And when this happens, then I'll step in and do this. Mm-hmm. And so that's the way, and it, and it gives me reassurance to think about that. Yeah. Like that. And a lot of times we're focused on the symptoms. Right. And we're like, God, you know, alleviate the symptoms. You yeah. Know, and we want it done now, but God into uh, killing the root of the thing. Yeah. So God's. You know, he's resolving this deeply. Yes, sir. Um, instead of doing a quick superficial mm-hmm. fix, which, but the root of the problem is still there. Yep. Uh, he, he's digging out the root. I and that's going to take longer than what we, we generally like. You yep. know, I always think God's taking too long. Right. But what he's doing is he's, he's killing the root of the thing. And then finally, we got uh, Isaiah chapter 10, verse 1, and it says, Woe to those enacting crooked statutes and writing oppressive laws. <laughs> and we see that going on today, too, yep, at our absolutely. Congress. Um, and it says, Woe to those people. That, you know, well, I just want to point out there, uh, there's some rumblings that the military intelligence might have been involved in the January 6th incidents. Hmm. And there's polling that says that the Republicans are going to pick up the Congress hmm. in the midterm elections. Okay. And so now there are some Democrats that are proposing laws that say Congress cannot get documentation from the Department of Defense concerning certain issues. So, you know, yeah. to me right there, that's, an, uh, that's a crooked statute. Sure. That's a crooked statute right there. Yeah. You know? Well, they had threatened to stack the Supreme Court with the same thing. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Uh, you know, thank, thank God that hasn't happened yet, but uh, I, I agree that. So, you know, that's an example of uh, enacting crooked statutes or writing oppressive laws. You know? Yeah. And, uh, and it says, woe to those. That means they're going to be judged for that, you know. Um, in due time, God will hold them accountable. Yes, sir. And that brings us to uh, our stopping point. We want to talk about God holding holding wicked rulers accountable 
but uh, you know, if you want to be involved with that discussion, you'll have to join us next time. So until then, prepare your heart for the coming revival. Amen, brother.